0: Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Pain Show. Today's topic is unexpected lessons from Down syndrome. Jesse, it's been a year since we've had baby D in our home. Mm-hmm. Or I should say a year. a year that we've had baby D in our home. It's just this week I've been reflecting a lot on a year ago and that phone call and you being away on the high school trip, me being... In the throes of the book launch and just taking myself back to that space and just how overwhelming it felt when Mm -hmm. caseworker brought him in the door and just immediately knowing that his medical needs were much more severe than I had anticipated and just feeling like, I don't know how to do this, God. Like this, this feels too much. But then just a year later and seeing the faithfulness and the goodness of God. And so we just want to talk about some of the things that we've learned, um, lessons and things that it's changed our perspective on how we interact with families who have children with special needs, things that we wish we had known before and just how to walk alongside and encourage and cheerlead families who are walking this journey that can sometimes feel really lonely but before we get to that I'm looking outside and we have snow again on the ground y'all is this the fifth snow since the beginning of the year Jesse I have lost track
1: I know it's at least the third
0: oh it's more than the third I don't know why that somebody told me online, they said they thought it was the sixth, but I'm like, I don't know. I was like, is this a fourth or a fifth? Anyway, we have had so much snow. People keep writing in and saying we've had more snow than they had in Nebraska and Iowa and South Dakota <laughs> this year. It's, it's crazy, but it's also a sunny beautiful day.
1: Yeah. I don't think it's going to last very long. It's not on the roads anymore. It, I mean, it. I got up the this morning and the road was dry. So I don't know if it just didn't stick very well on the roads, but the yards are really beautiful.
0: It's beautiful. Speaking of the roads, Jesse, you sort of saved my life this week.
1: Well, from drowning, you mean?
0: <laughs> yes. So earlier this week, it's it's been, I feel like a week of wild weather because we've had a lot of storms. It's
1: almost spring, so it's going to be.
0: And we've had beautiful, gorgeous days, and we had snow. But it was raining one morning, but it was just a light rain, and I really wanted to get outside. I've just been trying to get outside every day. I've just found that that's really great for just where I'm at right now, getting out, getting a walk, getting fresh air. And It was just a light rain and I was just going to take Kirsten, not baby D as well. So I was like, you know what? We'll just put our jackets on. We'll kind of bundle up. It'll be fine. We'll go on this walk. It'll probably be refreshing. And for the first 10 minutes or so, I was like, this is so refreshing. This is so nice. And then the wind started picking up. Your
1: definition of refreshing. (laughs) My definition of refreshing are too different.
0: And then it started raining Even more. And pretty soon I felt like the floodgates of heaven opened up and it was downpouring. And of course, this is about 20 minutes into the walk, which means I'm fairly far away from the house. And so I turned around immediately and I'm trying to push the stroller. And of course, it was uphill and the wind is whipping around and i had on my glasses so then they're just getting all fogged up and you know rain all over them and then kirsten starts crying and i and i reached down to check on her and i thought i had kind of covered her up really well and she was under the awning of the stroller she was sopping wet and i think it's just cuz the the wind was just whipping the rain everywhere and i felt terrible but here i'm like i've I, what do i do so i just keep pushing the stroller. I'm going as fast as I can, but that's not very fast when you're this pregnant and pushing a baby uphill. Well, not a baby, a toddler uphill. And the wind is whipping and it's raining. And I see this car coming towards me and I literally was thinking inside, Oh, just don't look at me because you're probably gonna be thinking that crazy, neglectful mother is out in this horrible storm. What is she thinking? And then the car slows down, and all of a sudden I realized it was Jesse. And it was the sweetest thing because I had just, I was just kind of out there, overwhelmed, just trying to get home as quickly as I could completely not thinking I have my phone. I could have tried to call you. I don't think I could have texted you because it was raining way too much. I couldn't have done that on my phone, but I think I could have called you with my phone and I didn't even call you. I didn't even think to call you. (laughs) And you just, just knew that your wife needed to be rescued out of the storm and your daughter. And we were so happy to see you. (laughs) It was the most welcome sight. And I was thinking not only was it like the most romantic gesture ever, but then just as a mom for you to be coming and, you know, caring for your daughter. And then it just made me think. This is what God does for us all the time, how He comes and He rescues us in situations when we don't even know we need rescuing or we don't even think to ask for help. Like before we can even ask for help, He is coming and rescuing us. And It was just a really beautiful picture. So that's actually not what I was going to say that was saving my life this week, but I feel like you legitimately sort of saved my life. So thank you for that. It's also been... An interesting week because we had our kids at their school. They have Week Without Walls once a year. And so they get to pick different trips to go on. There's some different ones for the high schoolers to choose. And um, Catherine chose a local trip this year, which was the first time for her to do that. Um, but they ended up going and doing an overnight thing for two of the days. And then um, Caitlin went to Texas. It was supposedly a Western adventure, although I guess being from Kansas, we don't really think of Texas as Western, Uh -uh. but apparently
1: people
0: in Tennessee (laughs) do. So they got to do a lot of fun things like go to Austin and San Antonio and go to a dude ranch. But it was her very first time to be gone by herself for almost an entire week. Mm -hmm. And she did amazingly well. Um, But it was just weird having her gone. And then Catherine was gone for two of the days and it just was so quiet here. And it just, I was just really grateful to have everybody under one roof again. But I was like, I got to get, I got to get some practice with this because we're not always all going to be under the same roof, but I was glad for them to get that experience. And now this week they're on spring break, which is really fun.
1: Yeah. It was odd for me because sometimes I go on those trips. So this is one of the, the first that I didn't.
0: So I do have something that's saving my life, and that is getting dressed, which I feel a little bit like a hypocrite that I'm saying this when I haven't gotten dressed today because it's fairly early in the morning on Saturday. But yesterday, I didn't. Okay, early, Jesse's showing me his watch. Early is relative at this season of my life. Okay, give give me some grace. It's before noon.
1: It is early somewhere.
0: Yes, it's before noon, okay? Well, well that's, that's early in my... 20 minutes before noon. My definition, be quiet, okay. Um, so, that sounded like I said a bad word. No? Okay, I did not say a bad word, I was saying shh. So, yesterday, well, if you follow me online for a while, or if you listen to what we shared on the podcast, even last week, just talking about getting dressed every day. And it doesn't have to be by a certain time, Jesse. pajamas
1: are getting dressed.
0: Well, you actually have to like, no, they're not getting dressed for me. Okay. Okay. You have clothes on, but I'm saying get dressed in something that makes you feel good. Let me me clarify that. So that's kind of been one of my mantras for years. And it's something that has helped me so much. I find I have so much more energy. I'm so much more productive. And it's just like I'm setting myself up for success for the day. Even if it happens afternoon, busy. <laughs> and yesterday i I had been given this gift card for a massage, and I was gonna use it last night. And so my appointment was at five forty five, and I needed to wash my hair. And I was like, you know what? They're gonna put oil on. It's gonna get in my hair. I'm just not even gonna mess with washing my hair um because then I'll have to rewash it. And then it was like, kind of, well, you know what? I'm just not even going to bother to fix my hair. And then it was like, I'm just not even going to put on makeup. And so basically, I just didn't really take care of my appearance yesterday. I did take a shower. But other than that, like, I just threw on some comfy clothes. And It's, It's
1: interesting how those dominoes fall like that, though.
0: Yes. And then I realized that all day yesterday, and I'm sure you noticed it. It was kind of like I was just chasing my tail. No. Well, I was, um, and it just felt like I couldn't seem to get any traction. It was like, I would start to do one thing and then I get distracted and then I'd go put out this fire over here. And then I, it was just like in this circular motion. And finally it was about four 30 and I was like, what is my problem? And then I was like, I didn't get dressed today. And I realized it was as if my brain felt like, oh, okay. We're not really going to get anything done today. Okay. Thanks for letting me know. And I just thought, get dressed. It makes such a difference. So that's what's saving my life. Get dressed. And today I promise I am going to actually get dressed and get my hair washed. And one more tip, and that is I know a lot of people right now are wanting to figure out a way to save money on gas. And there is an app that. We recently discovered called Get Upside. It's a free app that you can download and they will pay you cash back for uploading your gas receipts and not just, you know, a few cents, they pay you per gallon purchased. Some places only pay a few cents per gallon. Some some places pay twenty up to 25 cents per gallon. It's definitely worth looking into. It's only at some gas stations, so it might end up that it's not at a gas station that has the best deal on gas, but it's definitely, definitely worth checking out. I'll put the link in the show notes, and we also have a coupon code from them that will give you an additional 20 cents per gallon on your first fill-up when you sign up. So be- make sure to check out the link in the show notes for all of the details on that. But just a little tip to help you save a little bit of money on gas. I've been listening to The London House. It is a new book by Catherine Rhee. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's R-E-A-Y. I've Y. Li- I've listened Could be Ray. to Ray. Could be Ray. I've I think of Rhea. Or re, because they pronounced it on the audiobook. So I assumed they would pronounce it right. But I have listened or read, listened to or read all of her other books. And so this is the latest one. Her very first book that. I had read was Dear Mr. Knightley. It's one of my very favorite novels and it's written. um, I can't think of the word right now, but it's where it's letters back and forth. And that's basically, you know, and there's a word for it, but this one, so then none of her other books have been like that, but this one it's diaries and letters back and forth that basically make up the bulk of the book. And so I'm enjoying that. It's just a different style. It's different to listen to it versus read it. When it's that the jury's still out on whether I am going to like the ending of the book because I really don't know how it's going to end and I'm not completely sure, but it's been interesting and I've enjoyed listening to it on the Libby app while I'm cleaning and cooking and driving and doing other things in life. This episode is brought to you by Twigby. Twigby is a company dedicated to providing fantastic phone service at Here's my favorite part. Great prices. They're perfect if you are looking for something that is more affordable. If you are wanting to save on your cell phone bill and you're like, I don't even know how to start. I feel like it's so expensive. You definitely need to go to twigby.net forward slash crystal. That's twigby.net forward slash crystal. When you go there, not only will you get a great deal, they are offering to my audience. You're going to get 50% off your first six months, plus if you use coupon code FAMILY at checkout, you're going to get an additional discount. You're going to get a $15 account credit once you place your order. So go to twigby.net forward slash crystal, and you can see right on their site exactly what you're going to pay. They're super upfront about all their costs. They say that a family of four averages the savings of $70 a month. On their website, you can check out their savings calculator to see exactly what you would save with what you currently have. And the best part about it is that there is no contract and no hidden fees. So if you want to cancel at any time, you can. You're not locked in to a long-term rate. So Go to twigby.net forward slash crystal, see how much you can save. And don't forget if you decide that you want to switch your cell phone plan over to Twigby, use coupon code FAMILY at checkout, and you're going to get a $15 additional credit in addition to getting 50% off your first six months. That's twigby.net forward slash crystal. All right, Jesse. So the one year anniversary. Of saying yes to baby D, which honestly, when he came, yeah. they had told us that it was, you know, they made it sound like it was going to be a temporary sort of thing, that reunification was very likely um, because there were, it wasn't necessarily reunification with mom, but there were some friends that it w- would be kind of a kins- kinship situation. And they felt like that was a very likely possibility, which then quickly after things happened that, that fell through. Um, but in the very beginning, we just felt like we're saying yes for a short term. And, um, so I think that changes your perspective a little bit. Um, but at the same time, it still felt completely overwhelming. And I know for me, you were gone on the week without trip, like we talked about Mm -hmm. earlier. And so I was there and, just trying to navigate so much all by myself. My mom was there with me, gratefully. I was so grateful, but she wasn't involved in any of the foster care or medical type of stuff. And so I, that first day, you know, woke up and had to figure out how do I give him his feet? And so I had to figure that out. Um, never done anything with the G-tube, didn't know anything about tube feeding. And then- Took him to our pediatrician, who she was, she's amazing, and was just like, I need help. Like, I don't know how to care for him. I know he has a lot of medical needs. DCS doesn't have any of his doctor's information. They just said they know he's seen a lot of specialists. They know he has a surgery coming up, but that's all the information they have right now. And it was just, it felt so overwhelming because it was all of these things at once, and in the beginning the down syndrome piece wasn't such a big piece because it was more survival mm-hmm. like he was very malnourished um very underweight and also very lethargic um in fact the first night that he came he was pretty much non-responsive just kind of mm. he just laid limp in my arms he didn't respond at all um once we started feeding him then he slowly and gradually started to wake up but it was just this realization of he has a lot of urgent medical needs and things that we need to figure out right away and i don't even know where to start and i don't even know who to call but god worked out so many details our pediatrician um, was able to dig into some things and be able to find a lot of records and then be able to call some different people who we were able to connect a bunch of dots and find the specialist and figure out, you know, what he needed right away and what these pill bottles were for and what these medical supplies were for. And um, she just went above and beyond the call of duty, spending hours researching all of this and walking with me. But it was still, it was, it was a lot.
1: Well, and you had to do it by yourself too.
0: Yes. Well, and at the same time, it was like, you know, I, I needed to drive Silas places that week and I needed to make sure Kirsten's needs were met. And I had multiple media interviews, some that were national media. I mean, a few hours after he came, like that morning, I needed to be at the Dave Ramsey studios to do video interviews, you know? So there was just a lot going on, but God was so, so faithful. Um, But I think then when you came back home, it was, it was hard. Mm -hmm and i think for you just wrapping your head around what we had said yes to and what this was going to look like and what this was going to mean it was i think it was overwhelming to you as well
1: oh definitely i mean i had to be honest i had never seen anybody with a cleft lip cleft palate let alone to the severity as his was mm-hmm. and that was really eye opening needing you know and, and felt inadequate on in knowing how to help him you know, and, and how to treat, because we didn't receive any training. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was really on the job training. And then, but also like you were saying, the, the lethargy, you know, him being non-responsive, um, non-interactive mm-hmm. that, and he was that way for quite a while mm-hmm. and not interacting with the stimulus that you're giving to him, you know, trying to interact with him and just not getting anything back. And, That was really a struggle.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, because you're like, you know, he's almost eight months old. How, you know, we know that there are delays, but how much of a delay is there? And I think that was overwhelming to me as well, thinking like, is he ever going to be able to make any sort of progress? Mm -hmm. I don't know. And, you know, we've said yes to this and we want to take this responsibility very, um, you know, this is the weight of the responsibility that we we don't take this lightly. But it felt so overwhelming when I had pictured in my head, they're going to br- be bringing a child who, you know, he's almost eight months old. He's probably going to have some developmental delays, but I wasn't picturing like almost a newborn. Mm-hmm. Like he was literally almost the size of a newborn. And then he was almost, I mean, I would say he was about at a six week old level mm-hmm. when he came and, it was just a lot to process. And then, you know, with him having the cleft lip and the cleft palate, just, you know, the that it was the disfigurement of his face. And then he would make weird noises and there was, you know, just like weird bubbles and things that would come out of his mouth. And it was just stuff that we weren't used to being mm-hmm. around. And, you know, I think that, It's made me have so much more compassion and empathy for families who have a child or are caring for an adult with special needs because you are processing through this all yourself, but then you're also dealing with, you know, other people. And, you know, if you think like we love this child, we've grown to love this child but other people don't have that same sort of connection. And mm-hmm. so I know at first it was just hard because when we'd take him places and people would just kind of gawk. Mm-hmm. And it was hard to know how do you respond. Or that people would gawk, but they wouldn't say anything. Mm-hmm. And so then that just felt really awkward. And
1: Well, it's because they don't know how to respond in situations that are uncomfortable.
0: Mm -hmm. And I just think back to so many situations in my life where I had an opportunity that I could have talked to someone who they had special needs or they had a child with special needs, and I didn't. I avoided Mm -hmm. it because it was awkward. And I think that is one of the lessons that we have learned from this. It's just opened up my heart so much. Just the other day, I was at the therapy clinic, and there was um, a woman in a wheelchair. I don't know how old she was. I would have guessed that she was somewhere in her 20s. Her mom was with her, and she was coming for feeding therapy. And I don't know what all of her um, physical things were, but it was clear that she wasn't able to do that much. But when I walked in with baby D, she saw him across the room, and she got so excited about him. And she was, you know, trying to kind of point and make noises about him. And so I brought him over to her and she was just thrilled. And just for me to be able to, you know, look into her mom's eyes and just smile and for us to just be able to like celebrate and just find so much joy from her finding joy in him. And I just thought it was such a sweet moment. And I could just tell that her mom just lit up to have someone there just sharing this with her, that her daughter is, you know, finding joy and delight in something. Because I thought there's got to be a lot of really, really hard things in their day. And the therapist actually told me after they left, she said, you have no idea how much that just made their day. And, but I know that because of us having baby D and because of what we walked through, it just makes me so much more confident in those situations to just go up to the woman in the wheelchair and to just start talking with her and to just engage with her and interact with her and to know that she might not be able to talk back to me, but she probably understands mm. everything that I say. And so that I need to just approach it as if she can understand and then you know, to just look into our mom's eyes and to just show value, because I think that that's the thing, like when it's awkward, we avoid. Mm-hmm. And, and so that is one lesson that has really just hit home for me just from Down syndrome and from walking with baby D and how I want to do a better job of not avoiding but stepping into and pressing into those awkward situations. I think also for our kids, Mm -hmm. it has changed Mm -hmm. their heart so much, changed their perspective so much. And just the other day, one of our kids stumbled upon something online where um, it was a a person who had Down syndrome, I don't know if they were a teenager or what, but they were on TikTok, I believe. And um, there were a lot of really, really unkind comments that were being said to this person. And it made our child very, very upset. You know, how could people think like that? How could people talk like that? People just don't understand. And they truly don't. And, you know, that's what I was able to say of when you haven't Gotten to know someone and spent time with someone who is different, who has a disability, who has Down syndrome. Um, you don't understand. And so you're going to have a different perspective. And you know, I'm going to say that it's a wrong perspective because I truly feel like if you if you get to know and befriend someone who has Down syndrome, you can't help, but come away feeling so blessed. Like there's just no way that you cannot be touched deeply and blessed and see so much value in their life. And I feel like we are the ones that are privileged to get to know them, to get to love them and to get to learn from them because they teach us so much about what it looks like to just wholeheartedly love other people, to just live without the cares of what other people think and to just kind of live in this abandoned way of just joy. I feel like there's just so much joy. And, you know, with baby D, he's constantly just like taking our face in his hands and then just kissing us and kissing us and kissing us. And I feel like He's probably going to do that for the rest of his life. And, you know, just how for some people that physical affection could be awkward or uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but yet what a gift that is. And we need a whole lot more love and affection in this world.
1: You know, while you were saying that about totally changing our kids' perspective, it's totally changed our kids' friends' perspective too. Yes. I mean, we've had some come up and and say that their minds have been completely altered through interacting with baby D Mm -hmm. and totally changing how they um, view children that have Down syndrome.
0: Mm -hmm. And just seeing it as a gift Mm -hmm. instead of something that before maybe they honestly said, you know, they would have kind of made fun of. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just so grateful for that and if there's one thing that I can encourage every person listening it is to give your kids opportunities to interact with people who are different than them because i think that when you normalize differences if that makes sense mm-hmm. like then it it keeps them from as they grow older they're not going to have the awkwardness as much And they're not going to have that tendency to avoid because it's something that they understand the gift and the value of Mm -hmm. every life. And I think for us, that's just what we've seen, like the value and the gift of his life and what he has brought to our home. It's just changed us in such profound ways. It's given us so much more depth and empathy and compassion, and love, and joy. I mean, I think that's the other thing. Like, we learn to celebrate every tiny little thing.
1: Exactly. Totally changes your perspective of milestones.
0: Yes. And whereas once you maybe would have been frustrated by something, um, a child making a mess or getting into something now—
1: Even making a mess eating.
0: Yes that it's something to be celebrated because these are milestones. They are learning, they are growing, they are curious, they are trying things, they're experimenting, and they're exploring the world, and that is a gift. And I think it's also causes us to just really slow down mm-hmm. and just have so much more laughter and smiles and affection in our home. Because you can't run at this breakneck speed when you're caring for a child who has special needs. Mm -hmm. And that is a gift. He slows us down in such a good, healthy way. And I'm so grateful for that. And he just, you know, all the time, it's like he's wanting to play with us. He's wanting to interact with us in a really playful way. And you just always stop and make time for that. Always, because every single interaction like that is such a gift because we never knew if that was actually going to happen. And so it's like you just appreciate life so much more. And I think for Kirsten, you know, we appreciate her curiosity and her exploring the world and things that maybe with the older three, I would have felt more frustration by. With her, I see it as what a gift. Like that she's learning this and and trying this and, and wanting to do this. And so, yeah, I just feel like it, it changes your whole lens from which you view life and makes life so much richer and more colorful. Mm -hmm. And so we're just so grateful. And I think just looking back over this past year, you know, in those first few weeks, there was a lot of, there were a lot of, times when we wrestled with, you know, was this, should we have said yes? This is really hard. Are we cut out for this? Can we do this? We don't have what it takes. How are Mm -hmm. we going to do this? And yet we see the faithfulness of God through this past year. And we had no idea. We never would have dreamed that it was going to end in adoption. Like we never would have dreamed that that was how God was going to lead. And yet we see such a beautiful story that God is weaving. And yes, there's grief involved because of the loss that he's always going to have of not having been with his birth family, the grief of his mom and how much she loves him and that she can't care for him. But we're also grateful to be able to have the relationship with her so that she can continue to see the pictures and videos of him, continue to see that he is thriving and growing and doing well and being loved And we're grateful for that for her. But just the gift that we get to be a part of his life and we get to learn from him and we get to have him teach us so much and that God is using him in his little life and that yes, that felt so scary and outside our comfort zone to change our hearts and change our home in such profound and powerful ways. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.